The great thing about being an entrepreneur is that you're your own boss. You make your own rules. You can do whatever you want to do. The challenge of being an entrepreneur is that you're your own boss. You make your own rules and you can do whatever you want to do. And the problem can be sometimes you don't know what to do. In fact, you may be making mistakes right now in your business and don't even know that you're making mistakes and you don't even know how they're hurting you. So here's what I did. I went and made a list of the 13 most common mistakes I see in entrepreneurs every single day, and I'm going to share them with you and how to fix them completely for free. All you had to do is go to workonmygame.com. That's workonmygame.com. Put your email address in on that page, and I'm going to share with you the top 13 mistakes entrepreneurs make, why they make them, and how to fix them all in one place. Just go to workonmygame.com. I will tell you how to fix the biggest mistakes you may be making in your business right now and are not even aware that you're making them. And we're going to fix them all in the same spot. And this will take you less than 40 minutes. Go to workonmygame.com right now and let's fix the problems that you may not even know that you have. Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I send out a daily motivation text every single morning that is guaranteed to have you focused, sharp, and on point to start your day. And I promise you, you want to receive this message. All you have to do to join my text community is to text me at my number 305-384-6894. Once you join, we'll tell you all your options for how often you can get text by us and all of that. Just text me at the number 305-384-6894 to get that daily motivation. Just because someone's already giving you money does not mean you stop marketing to them. It's kind of like you get in a relationship. Just because you're in a relationship with someone doesn't mean you stop courting that individual. Stayallday.com. Stay exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. Dreolday.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. Are you tired of feeling like a human science experiment with that cabinet full of supplements of junk you're taking every day and don't even know what it is? You can't even pronounce half the stuff you're putting in your body. I know you know what I'm talking about. So say hello to AG1. This is a supplement that I take besides protein and water. The only other thing I take, your one-stop shop for all things health and vitality. It's like having a team of superheroes in a single bottle ready to rescue you from nutrient deficiencies and boost your overall well-being. That sounds good, right? Let me tell you what AG1 is. It's the ultimate multitasker, delivering a powerful blend of 75 vitamins, minerals, and other incredible ingredients all at once. It's like a nutrient-packed smoothie, but without the blender, without the mess, and without that questionable flavor combination that you had yesterday. With AG1, you'll get the nutrients you need without the taste bud turmoil. And any of you who's been taking a lot of stuff, you know what I'm talking about. But hold on, there's more. When you jump on the AG1 train today, you're going to get an epic offer. Here's the offer. Get a free one-year supply of vitamin D. That's the sunshine vitamin that keeps your immune system and bones in top shape. And that's not all. You're going to enjoy five free AG1 travel packs with your first shipment, ensuring that you stay on top of your health game, even while you're on the go. 
And all you got to do is take a scoop of this stuff or one travel pack, eight ounces of water and your shaker bottle, which AG1 will give to you. So this is the simplest, easiest way to get nutrients for your body every single day. You don't need a blender. You don't need ice. You don't have to try random combinations. None of that garbage. Say goodbye to all of that. So if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first order. Go to drinkag1.com slash work on your game. That's drinkag1.com slash work on your game. Check it out and join the AG1 party for a healthier, happier you. Your taste buds and your body will thank you. You're now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative, which is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is how to be a great artist plus entrepreneur at the same time. Can you do these both at the same time? Is it possible? Yes. And then how exactly do you do it? I'm going to answer all of that here in today's masterclass. But before I do any of that, I remind everybody I send out a text message every day guaranteed to have you focus sharp and on point called Daily Motivation. Send it out one out every week as well called the Monday Motivation. You can get those messages by texting me, joining my community is free of charge. My number is 305-384-6894. As of the recording date of this episode, which is way before you hear it, we've been having some tech issues still with that. I haven't fixed it as of this recording, but hopefully it'll be fixed by the time you hear this. Secondly, work on your game university. That's the only place I do any coaching. You want to work with me directly. You like to have me as your direct coach. There's only one way to do that. That is as a member of work on your game university. You can find out everything about our university. We have a four-part framework, mindset, strategy, systems, and accountability. I'll explain exactly what that is, why we do it that way, what you get out of it, and what you should expect, and who we're looking for. All of that is at workonyourgameuniversity.com. So if you just go to that link, workonyourgameuniversity.com, which is also down below in the description. You get all the information about what we do in the university and how to get started if you're the type of person who we're looking for. And again, that link is down below in the description. Now, with all of that out of the way, let's get into today's topic, which is how to be a great artist and entrepreneur at the same damn time. Now, I did a masterclass not too long ago where I juxtaposed the difference between being an artist and an entrepreneur. That episode was number 2612. Then you can find that at dreallday.com slash blog slash 2612, episode 2612. And also, you might be able to find it still in the, depending on when you're listening to this, it'll be in a podcast feed that you're listening to this on. Because we have so many episodes, sometimes our episodes don't always go as far back as every episode in history. So some of them only go 300 or 500 episodes, but you still may be able to find an episode in the feed of whatever app you're listening to this on. And the reason I'm bringing that up is to tell you that in that episode, I told you that as an artist, you must learn to be an entrepreneur if you want to maximize the ROI on the skill that you bring to the table as an artist, your artistry, your business, whatever your skill is. So whether you're a trainer, you're a speaker, you're an author, you're a whatever else you do, you make music, whatever the thing is that you do, you have to learn to be an entrepreneur so you can maximize the ROI from your artistry. Today, I'm going to explain four areas that you must master on a tactical level in order to be a great artist who is also a great entrepreneur at the same time. And all of these tactics 
should fit into your bigger picture strategy and follow your general principles for how you run your business. So again, to be clear, these are tactics I'm going to talk about here today. These are not the entire picture of what you do. Tactics are the action steps that you're taking, but you also need bigger picture strategy and you also need principles to follow. So with all that said, let's get into the topic, which again is how to be a great artist plus entrepreneur. Number one, you must master your field. You must master your field. So these are kind of like a marching orders, action steps that you're going to have to take. Again, these could be tactics, but they kind of exist in the space in between tactics and strategies, because I'm not telling you exactly what to do, but I'm telling you what needs to be done. I'm not telling you how to do it. There's a better way of saying it. So you got to master your field. Mastering your field is the artistry area. All right. That means you actually being an expert at what you do and being unique at what you do. Are you great at what you bring to the table? Are you a great coach? Are you a great artist? Are you a great dancer? Are you a great sculptor? Are you a great personal trainer? Are you a great fill in the blank financial advisor? Are you a great manager? Are you a great whatever the thing is that you do? Are you great at what you do? You have to be able to help people achieve specific results. And hopefully you have a track record of achieving those results. And you got to be really good at what you bring to the table. Does your target audience truly appreciate what you're bringing to the table? Do you know? Do you have proof? Can you prove it? If you're an athlete, you got to be performing in your sport, right? You need to be helping your team, helping yourself and helping whatever group you're a part of get victory and achieve success as a group. That's the way that we measure an artist. Mastering your field is the starting point of being a great artist. You must be very, very good or what we call great at what you bring to the table. So when I say art here, what I'm talking about is you as a practitioner person who is focused on doing a specific thing at a high level. It doesn't have to be an actual art. So you could be a plumber. That is your artistry. Are you good at doing plumbing jobs when someone calls you? Can you fix their problem? An electrician, same thing. Auto mechanic, a car salesperson. These are all examples of artists in the context in which I'm discussing it here today. And notice that this first point is the only point that I'm going to share here today that is about the artistry. All right, this is the only part about the artistry. The rest of these are going to be about the business side, the entrepreneurial side. But if you're not great at what you do, you could have all the entrepreneurial stuff in the world. You are still going to not reach your full potential simply because you're not great at what you bring to the table. So it's only a matter of time before your entrepreneurial skills actually expose your lack of artistic ability. And that actually will hurt your business. So you need to be great at what you do before you start doing this entrepreneurial stuff, because, again, it'll get you exposed to more people. And if you're not good, You actually don't want to be exposed. You want to be exposed when you're actually good. So the first step is be very good at what you do. You know what is the biggest thing that separates the high level performers from everyone else out there? It is not talent. It is not hard work. It is not resources. It is not knowledge. It is not skill. It is the fact that they have a process and a strategy for how to show up and give their best effort, even on the days when they don't feel like being at work. Has any of you ever had one of those days? Is any of you having one of those days right now? That day is called the third day. We put a label on it and we describe exactly what it is in my new book called The Third Day, The Decision That Separates the Pros from the Amateurs. In this book, I will not only describe to you what the third day is, but I will help you create a formula for yourself for you to show up and give your best effort, even on those days when you don't even feel like going to work. In that book, you're going to become a professional and no longer be an amateur. I'll give you a free copy of it. As a matter of fact, all you have to do is cover the shipping. Just go to thirddaybook.com. Again, thirddaybook.com. Number two, today's topic, once again, is how to be a great artist and entrepreneur at the same time. Number two, you need to master marketing. 
So as I said, these points exist in the space kind of between tactics and strategies. I'm not really telling you exactly how to do these things, but I'm telling you what to do, but I'm explaining them. Marketing. What is marketing? And by the way, everything I talk about here that I'm not telling you exactly what to do, we work with people directly on what to do within working on your game university. That's why our framework, that second piece of our framework is the strategy. Marketing is the communication that you do with your audience that allows you to build a relationship with them, which greases the skids, so to speak, for you to take the relationship further, which hopefully includes an exchange of resources. That's what marketing is about. An exchange of resources means they give you money and you give them products and services. Usually that's what it means in a business transaction. So marketing is about the overall communication that you are having with your audience. And your audience can be people who have already given you money, you people who are thinking about giving you money, people who know about you but didn't even know there was a way to give you money, and people who don't know about you right now, but five minutes from now, they will know about you. Your communication with all of those people is marketing. And you don't have to communicate with everyone the same way. You can segment your communications different ways depending on who you're talking to. But this is what marketing is. And you do still, by the way, market to people who have already given you money. Some people seem to be confused about that. Just because someone's already given you money does not mean you stop marketing to them. It's kind of like you get in a relationship. Just because you're in a relationship with someone doesn't mean you stop courting that individual, right? That's what many people in long-term relationships believe. And either they want it or they know they need to do better at it. But just because someone's in doesn't mean you just stop trying, right? Any of you who's a customer or a client of a business, you don't want them to stop trying to win you over because you always have other options of other businesses and other places that you can take your dollars. So they still need to service the accounts, so to speak, even after they're already in. So all of you entrepreneurs out there understand that just because you have customers and you have clients does not mean they will remain customers and they will remain clients. You must continue to court them and continue to win them over and continue to market to them because let's remember that the easiest customer to acquire is the one that you already have who simply decides to give you more money. That's the easiest customer to serve is the one who already knows about you, already knows, likes, and trusts you, and they just decide to buy something else that you're offering. Or even if they buy the same thing again, you have to still have to earn that customer. Always keep in mind, folks, entrepreneurs, that the second dollar is infinitely easier than the first dollar. The second dollar, there's only a potential for the second dollar when you have acquired the first dollar. Second dollar simply means the second transaction made by a person who has already made a transaction with you or in every subsequent transaction. So second dollar is a more of a metaphor than literally. So somebody could be buying from you for, for the 10th time. That's all included in the second dollar. But if you stop marketing to people, you stop trying to win them over, you forget that you still need to sell them, even though you've already sold them, then you may end up losing those customers. And then you got to go after more first dollars. Now, some of you may be thinking, well, Dre, isn't a dollar just a dollar? And the answer is no, a dollar is not just a dollar because it costs more money. This is just a general rule in business. It costs a lot more money and a lot more of your resources, time, attention, energy, focus to acquire a new customer than it takes to get a current customer to become a customer again. It takes way more energy and more resources, specifically money. Any of you who's in a business where you are actively advertising and spending money to bring in your new customers consistently. Think of a company like Amazon or Apple. They know if you were to talk to someone who works in their marketing departments, they can tell you down to the dollar how much it costs them to get a new customer to start spending money with them versus how much money they have to spend to get a current customer to keep spending money. It is infinitely more for the new person because a new person, there's no white trust factors that they don't have. They haven't done it before. There may be some hesitation. Whereas the person who's already in, 
They already know exactly how things go. They know exactly how it works and they know they liked it and they're willing to do it again. You may not have to spend much money to get that person to make that second transaction, but you do have to do something. All right. Don't just think just because you're there that they're just going to keep showing up and stick around just because you got to do something. All right, so that, that applies to damn near every relationship you ever have in life is that you can't just sit there and do nothing. You got to do something. And if you have friends or uh, business connections that you met at one point and you haven't been consistent on following up with those people and staying in touch with those people, I would suggest you pick up your phone and stay in touch with those people because those warm connections can become lukewarm and cold to where there is no connection if you don't stay in touch with the people. So you got to stay in touch with your people lest they forget that they even met you or knew you in the first place. And then if you want to call on them, it'll be too little too late because the relationship is not there anymore. So you need to keep those ties warm, keep those ties active. This is the reason why businesses have CRM. Stay in touch with prospects and clients, even if at the moment they are not actively a prospect and they may not even be a client at the moment, but you still got to stay in touch. So marketing is about this overall communication. Marketing begins and it never ends. So once you start marketing, it's never over. It's an ongoing process. This is why companies like Apple, Amazon, Google, Nike, they spend millions of dollars every day on advertising. And that's not an exaggeration. Millions of dollars every day on advertising. They spend money on product placement. Product placement would be like if Drake is doing a music video, Nike might pay money to get Drake to wear Nike clothes in the video because they know that a lot of people are going to see the video and it'll get Nike some brand exposure. And however they measure that and other companies do, they do this kind of stuff all the time. And it sometimes it's obvious and oftentimes it's not overall marketing messages, whatever they are, whether it's a paid advertisement on TV, whether it's something on a billboard, whether it's an internet ad, all of these companies also may market through physical mail. And many of you thought physical mail was dead. No, it's not. There are people who still advertise that way and they make money doing it. Why do companies do this? Because they want to keep the message of their business and their products and services top of mind with their target customers. And if you don't reach out to your target customers and remind them that you're there, they will forget about you. And here's why. Look how many options we all have as consumers these days. We all have a ton of options. Most of the things that we want, most of them, not everything, but most of the things that we want, there's at least two options from where we can get it. Now, if you want a smartphone, maybe you love the iPhone, so you only see Apple as your only option. However, if you just want a smartphone, you also have the option of getting the Android. And there's a lot of places to sell it. If you want some workout sneakers, yeah, hey, maybe you love the Nike brand. I love the Nike brand. But if at Nike went away, it's not like I can never buy another pair of workout sneakers. There are other companies that sell shoes. So remember that your customers always have another option. So don't think just because they're in that they're going to stay. They can leave. And customers have wandering eyes. They spend money in other places outside of yours anyway, even if you think they're only buying from you. Most of the time, they're not. So why you cannot and should not copy every single thing these big companies that I mentioned do, because most of us don't have their resources, there are some things that you should copy from them. And it's important that you pick the right ones to copy and the right ones to not copy. You should not go buy billboard space because there's no way to directly measure the ROI on a billboard. Now, Nike and Amazon, they can't measure the ROI on a billboard either, but they have the resources to waste money on stuff like that. You and I don't have the resources to waste money on stuff like that. We need to see a dollar back for every dollar that goes out, whereas Nike and Apple, they don't have the same economics. So they can do some things that, again, you should not copy. But one thing you should copy is that all of these companies have a marketing strategy. I can promise you that. They all have a marketing strategy because they know this is how we're going to continue to get seen, continue to be heard, continue to be 
read and watched and thought about and top of mind for our target customers. These companies do not just randomly do stuff that they thought about five minutes ago. It doesn't mean that they can think they can't think of something five minutes ago and do it, but that's not their whole marketing plan. Let me just think of some, uh, I got to do some marketing today. Let's go get that billboard. That's not how they work. They got a whole process for how they do these things. And they're often, there was a program that I was in years ago and the guy who was running the program, the coaching program, he said he knew someone who worked at Apple. And this was in probably 20, it's probably year 2020 that this guy made this point to me. He said, Dre, in Apple right now, they already have detailed plans for what they're going to be doing and selling in the year 2027. That was in 2020. So you want to talk about strategy. You want to talk about having a plan of action. You want to talk about knowing what your future looks like. These companies, that's the kind of stuff they're doing. And because they have plans, they have long-term goals, and also they have the resources. They got the manpower to do stuff like that. Now, you may not be able to plan seven years ahead, but I wouldn't say you're wrong if you actually did. Make sure you get the closer years first, though, before you move on to seven years ahead. Bigger point is that there's a plan behind the marketing that these companies do. They know who they want to reach. They know where they want to reach them and they know how they want to reach them. It doesn't mean that they don't pivot when necessary, but there is a plan behind their activity. Have you ever wondered why so many people have big goals and big dreams for themselves and they work hard every single day, yet they never reach their goals? You ever wondered about that? I have. And I found out the reason why this happens is because most people never ask themselves a key third question, which is, who do I need to be while I'm doing what I'm doing so that I can have what I want to have? You see, if you never fix your mindset and the way that you're thinking about a situation and the way you think about yourself and the way you see yourself in the mirror, then it doesn't matter what you do and it doesn't matter what you want. You will never get there because you simply have an inaccurate formula. I wrote the book called The Mirror of Motivation which addresses this first question, who do I need to be? And then when you answer that question, then when you do what you need to do, it will produce the outcomes that you have and what you want to have. If that sounds like it might be the missing link in your process, and let me let you know, it is the missing link in your process. Go to mirrorofmotivation.com. All you do is cover the shipping, and I'm going to give you a free copy of that book physically mailed to your doorstep. Again, mirrorofmotivation.com. So you can be who you need to be, then do what you need to do, and then you're going to have what you want to have in your life. Mirrorofmotivation.com. All right, point number three. Today's topic, once again, is how to be a great artist and great entrepreneur at the same time. Number three, you must master copy. So when I say copy, I'm not talking about the Xerox machine. Copy is the process by which you communicate in your marketing. So those of you maybe not have not heard the term copy used in this way, all of you have heard the term copywriting, right? And when I say copywriting, there are two forms of copywriting. There's copyright, like the little letter C with the circle around it. I'm not talking about that type of copyright. That copywriting means you have ownership over something that you created and other people are legally not allowed to copy it. That's not what I mean. The other type of copywriting, this is copywriting, like writing with W-R-I-T-I-N-G, that kind of writing, this type of copy that I'm talking about. Copywriting is the activity of using words to influence or persuade someone to do something. That is called copywriting. So if I write you an email and I'm trying to persuade you to go buy a copy of my book, all the words in that email are copy. If I run an ad on Instagram and there's text in the caption or there's text on the post itself and I boost that as an advertisement, the words, every single word on there is copy. If I make a video ad and put it on Facebook and I'm talking in the video, every word that I say in the video is copy. So copy is not just words on paper. Copy is any words that you are using when you are actively and 
consciously intending to influence and persuade someone to take an action. So any kind of advertising has copy in it. There's an Apple billboard across the street from where I live. And right now they're advertising, looks like they're advertising the phone and the AirPods at the same time. It's kind of a mix of both. And there's one word on the billboard and it says newphoria. So as I can play on the word euphoria and it's newphoria. That's the only thing on the billboard, only word on the billboard. That's their copy. Their copy is just that one word. So again, I'm not telling you you have to copy exactly that and you definitely shouldn't pay for billboard space, but you could pay for billboard space if you have a way of directly measuring it in a different conversation. But copy is the process that you are using to, again, get people to do something. Some of you who listen to this may work in the copywriting field. I hear from copywriters often. I get emails from copywriters like every day or every other day, at least people offering to write some copy on my behalf. Any of you who happens to be in that group, I'll give you a suggestion. Stop because I am a copywriter myself and writing is one of my money skills. That's not something that I'm looking to offload. So any of you listening who've ever thought about reaching out to me about copywriting, I'm not interested in your services, not because you're not good, simply because that's something that I, number one, like doing. Number two, am good at doing. And number three, I can produce a return on investment from my writings. That's not a skill I, be, I even want to or need to offload. Now, any of you knows how to edit some video and you can make some fire video through editing. Now that that's something that I could offload. So there, if you know how to do that. That's a different skill. Anyway, copywriting is about using persuasive language, which can be used again, text, video, audio to move someone to take an action. That's all copy is. So if you listen to this show and you hear the ads in between the points or the ads that I do at the beginning or the end of every episode, the words that I say in those ads are copy, even though they're spoken and not written. They are designed to influence and persuade you to do something. All right. When I say go to thirddaybook.com and get a free copy of my book, just cover the shipping. When I say that, that is copy. Right? And I could change my language, change the copy to make the same point. Hey, any of you ever had one of those days where you just didn't feel like being at work, but you knew you had to go to work anyway, and you want to learn how you can show up and give your best effort on days like that? Okay, I call that the third day, and I wrote a whole book about it. I'll give you a free copy of the book. Just cover the ship and go to thirddaybook.com. That's also copy. It's just a different form of copy. And you need to get good at this. I'm bringing all that up just to tell you that you need to get good at this. You need to get good at pitching your thing or pitching people to take a look at your thing through your words the way you speak and the way you write. You must get good at this. You're going to be a great entrepreneur. You got to be able to influence people to action through your language. And this is not something that you should just immediately offload. I'm not saying you can't ever hire a copywriter. I'm not saying you can't have copywriters on your team, but you personally need to be able to communicate the value proposition that you bring to the table and why somebody should take advantage of it. You yourself, even if you didn't have anyone else doing it for you. Why? Because this is what makes the money move. Your ability to influence and persuade people through your words is what makes the money move. If you can't make the money move, then you really don't have control of your business because the person who can make the money move, they control everything. And they basically have you by the balls and they can basically rip your balls off if they want to at any time because they're the ones making the money move, not you. So you must be able to do this. When you're driving on a highway, for example, you see a billboard, the words on that billboard, as I just gave an example, that's copy. When you watch YouTube and there's a 15 second ad that plays before the video starts, the words in that video are copy, whether they're words on the screen or they're spoken by someone. All of that is copy. So any of you has ever done any like TV shoots or commercial shoots or something like that, the words that get said in the advertisement, even if it's only 15 seconds long, those are planned out word for word. Every single word has to earn its way onto the copy. And before it gets it, and they might do 30 different versions of the ad in order to do a 15 to put one 15 second ad up there. Any of you who's worked in that space that knows exactly what I mean. 
So you want to influence people to take specific actions. You got to be good at copy or you need to connect with someone who is. And even while they're doing the job, you better be looking over their shoulder and learning how they do what they do, because you need to have this skill in your personal possession. I cannot emphasize that enough. This is not something that you can just offload or you should just offload and never think about. You need to have the personal ability to do this. Now, I personally do not like editing video. I think I could get good at it if I decide to focus on it, but I don't like doing it. It is tedious. It puts me to sleep. It's boring to me, but there are people who love doing it. That's something that if you never knew how to edit video, you can hand that off and never learn how to do it and you'll be fine in business. All right. That's one that you don't need to know how to do before you hand off. This one, copy. This is one you need to know how to do before you hand it off. Everybody heard me say that, right? Okay. You must be able to communicate persuasively. That's all copy is. Persuasive communication. You can't communicate persuasively, then you will never get what you want in life in any way, shape, or form. You can't even hire a good person if you can't communicate persuasively why they wouldn't work for you. (laughs) Point number four. Today's topic, once again, is how to be a great artist and entrepreneur at the same time. Number four, master sales. Sales. Sales is the process of getting someone to make the actual exchange of their money for your products and services. That's the process of moving someone to that conclusion. Now, the end point of selling is called closing. Closing is the exact moment when they give you something and you give them something. They type in these days. It used to be back in the day, they would hand you some money and you would hand them the thing, whatever it is. Nowadays, usually is they type in a credit card number, they press enter and then the payment goes through. But that's the closing part. But the sale is the entire conversation leading up to the closing part. And I'm talking an intentional conversation where both you and the person you're talking to knows that your job is to get them to say yes and make the exchange. They actually give you the money. All right, that's what sales is. The end point of sales, again, is closing. So we're going to include that in this point. So I'm putting closing and selling in the same point here for any salespeople here who understand the difference. And all of you need to understand that difference because it does matter. You must be able to have a conversation with someone that is designed with the end goal of getting them to exchange their money for your product and service. And again, this is a conscious and intentional one. This is not like the hidden sale where they don't know you're actually selling something. They know that what you're doing is a sales conversation. They know it's a sales conversation and they're willing to show up to that conversation because they are interested and actually have the intention of possibly buying from you. Doesn't mean they're guaranteed to buy just as they showed up, but they show up with the intention of buying if what they hear and what they see is what they want to hear and what they want to see. So that's what a sales conversation is. Again, there's nothing wrong with being, you can be over about having a sales conversation. Again, if I want to buy something, I want to have a sales conversation because I want to buy it. All right, let's have a conversation. You got something to sell me? Okay. Let's have a conversation and tell me what you got. Somebody that I've been talking to for a while now, we've been going back and forth about them doing some work for me in a different area that I haven't mentioned here today. They reached out to me about two days ago and they said, Dre, let's have a conversation tomorrow. And this was two days ago. And I said, okay, let's have a conversation. They said, what time works good for you? I said, 12 o'clock. They said, send me an email. I'm going to send you a calendar invite. They never sent me the calendar invite. (laughs) They didn't send the calendar invite. So I don't know what happened to this person. I haven't heard from them in since that day when they told me they would send the invite and they never sent it. So I have no idea what happened to this person, but they are looking to sell something to me and I am looking to buy. So I was open to having the conversation, but they haven't reached out to me. So I'm pretty sure unless this person is dead, that they will reach out again and say, oh, my bad, Dre, let's have that conversation because I know they want to make the money and I actually want what they're offering. So we'll see where that ends up going. So the end point of selling, again, is getting them to do this and being intentional about it. I'm bringing, I told you that little anecdote there to let you know that when someone wants to buy, they are happy to have a sales conversation. So you don't have to sneak up on the sales conversation with a person. You actually want to have sales conversations with people who want to have a sales conversation because they want to buy. Those are people you want to be talking to. 
You don't want to talk to the people who are just kicking the tires and just browsing. You want to talk to the people who are looking to buy something and then you have a conversation. You're more likely to make more sales when you're talking to people who want to buy than people who are just looking around. Doesn't mean someone who's just looking might not buy, but your percentages will be a lot higher. So there's nothing wrong with this being overt and open about it, because when you're marketing to the right people in the right way and your copy is good, people will be happy to talk to you about buying because people like buying stuff. How many of you live in America? Okay, we like buying stuff. That's all we do is buy stuff. (laughs) We are buyers. We are a culture of consumers. We consume, consume, consume in the United States. We are buyers. There's a reason why we have the economy that we have because we are always buying. The economy only works when people are spending money and buying stuff and there's exchanges going on. You spend money with me. I take my money. I spend it with somebody else. They take the money, spend it with someone else. And the money just circulates. The dollar circulates. The strength of the economy is in how often the dollar is circulating. And we are a culture of consumers. We circulate dollars a lot and very rapidly. And that's what makes the economy move. When no dollars are moving, that's when we get a recession or a depression. So it's good that we can make money move. And those of you who are good at making money move, you entrepreneurs out there, you are the reason why the economy exists. If we went away, all of this stuff will fall flat, period. So when what you offer is worth more than money that someone is, would have to give up for it, again, they're willing to have a conversation. So it's a happy exchange. You're not pulling teeth with people. They are happy to give you their money because they want what you have. And they'll be happy to do it again, assuming that you're good. You deliver on your promise. That said, let's recap today's points, which is how to be a great artist plus a great entrepreneur. Point number one, master your field. All right, you must master your field. This is the artistry space. The only point here is about artistry. You have to be very good at what you do. If you're not very good at what you do, don't follow the other three points because it's only going to speed up your demise. Number two, marketing. Marketing is the conversation and communication and relationship you have with your prospects and with your audience. They need to know who you are, what you bring to the table, and why what you bring to the table is valuable to them. Number three, copy. This is the verbiage that you use in order to influence and persuade people to action. This can be spoken. This can be written. But you need to be good at using your words to influence people to action. And listen, every single one of you listening to me has been good at some point in your life in influencing people to action. Any of you have a job, you have to go through a job interview, right? All right, so you had to do well in the interview influencing through your words in order to get the job. And if you're in a relationship, you had to do well using your words to influence that person. And if you ever sold anything, you had to do well in influencing with your words to get it done. So understand you need to be good at that if you're going to run a business. And number four, sales. Sales is the process of letting someone know, all right, this is what I have. This is what it's going to do for you. This is how it solves your problems. This is what it costs. All right, here's what you got to give me to get it. All right, that's sales. And when someone decides to do it and they give you the money, that's what we call closing. So sales is about having someone make the exchange of their money for your products and services. And again, selling is not some sleazy, nasty thing. Actually, people love to have a sales conversation when they actually want to buy. All right. So I know you hear some people say people love to buy, but they hate to be sold. I don't think that's necessarily true. I think some people love to be sold when what they're being sold is something that they actually want. And when someone wants something, I don't mind you selling it to me. All right. If I want something, you can sell it to me. If I want a slice of pizza, I'd be happy for you to sell me a slice of pizza. If it's hot outside and I'm parched, I'd be happy for you to sell me a cold bottle of water. All right. I don't mind being sold when you're selling me something that I want. So your job is to identify the people who want your stuff. That's your marketing, which helps filter through and find the right people. And then you sell it to the people who actually want it. All right. This is a simple game when you break it down the way that I break things down. And that's why I hear I exist here in the marketplace. And that's why I work on your game university.com is here. So I can work with you directly on how you can do this specifically in your space. Again, that's workonyourgameuniversity.com. Also, my number's down below in the description for the text line. So you can get my text daily motivation. 
and Monday motivation every day and every week, respectively. Work on your game. Dre, all day. While you are here, don't forget to text me so you can be part of my texting community where you can ask me questions. You can share challenges with me. You are messaging me directly. You can get a direct response from me because I do read and reply to my messages. My number again, 305-384-6894. One more time, 305-384-6894. Make sure you text me because you never know when I'm going to send a message that could be the one thing you need to hear, the one thing you need to do, the one insight you need to get that could change your life. Make sure you message me 305-384-6894. Are you tired of risking your health with every sip of water that you take? And you are doing that if you're drinking tap water or plastic bottle water. So don't worry about any of that anymore because we got the perfect solution for you. Introducing AquaTrue, the ultimate water filter that guarantees you clean filtered water every single time. Gone are the days of worrying about contaminants in your tap water because AquaTrue has your back. With its advanced filtration technology, it removes 99% of over a thousand contaminants. We're talking lead, mercury, even microplastics. Not only does AquaTrue keep you hydrated, but it also ensures that you stay healthy. Why drink water that could potentially harm your body when you can have peace of mind knowing that every drop you consume is pure and clean? So this fantastic feature that AquaTrue has is its sleek and compact design. Unlike those bulky and unattractive water filters, AquaTrue fits perfectly in any kitchen, saving you precious countertop space. So who says staying healthy can't be stylish? But hold on, let's address one more thing if we had to dig deep. Some users have noted that AquaTrue requires periodic filter replacements, but honestly, is that really a big deal when you consider the multitude of benefits it provides? I don't think so. So why wait? Take control of your water quality today and experience the wonders of AquaTrue. Not only will you be sipping on refreshing and clean water, but you'll also be safeguarding your health and the health of your family with every glorious gulp. Don't miss out on this life-changing opportunity. Order your AquaTrue now at workwhenyourgame.com slash AT for AquaTrue. Workwhenyourgame.com slash AT and drink confidently. AquaTrue cannot prevent you from becoming the superhero you've always dreamed of being, but it can keep your water superhero level clean. Again, that's workwhenyourgame.com slash AT. Do you know what the number one key is for you to advance and get to a higher level from where you are right now? It is not for you to work harder, wake up earlier, or go to sleep later. No, it is for you to get the right insight. In other words, to ask yourself the right questions. These questions are usually questions that you don't have the answer to, but dealing with those questions opens the door for you getting to that next level that you want to reach. How do you get help with this? By getting coaching, by getting around other people who can see things that you don't see, who have perceptions and insights that you don't have. This is why coaching is as valuable as it is. And this is why higher level performers always invest in coaching. The best way you can do that from here is to go to work on your game university.com. That is the only place I offer coaching, the only place I work with anyone directly. If you just go to work on your game university.com, you can see all your options for getting involved with us and engaging and having someone coaching you so that you can take yourself to that next level again through insight, not just through effort. Again, it's work on your game university.com.